Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Water is a significant theme throughout Scripture, from God separating the waters to create the sky, the flood, Moses parting the Red Sea, as well as Jesus' baptism with water by the Holy Spirit. So, when Jesus tells the Samaritan woman at the well in Sychar that he can provide eternal living water, we can know that this statement is significant as well. Although it is significant, it can also be confusing, just as it was to the woman at the well. In our message of the week, guest speaker and Wesley Acres camp director, Paul Lint, shares about baptism, living water, and summer camps. Here is the First Church message of the week. And I am one of the directors of West Acres Camp, as I was mentioned before, and it is a joy to be here with you, uh, to look out and to see some faces I recognize and and hear some stories of people who uh, have attended and 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 have worked at camps and have experienced the joy of camp uh, and the and the ministry that is camp. We have some people here that are um, Storm Mountain people, right? Storm Mountain people, come on, we got some Storm Mountain people here. All right, that's don't own it. That's fine. Um, oh, there we go. Waving in the back. All right, uh, we got some Lake Ponson people here, right? Lake Ponson people. There we, go. we we got one of the loose there, so we got to got to recognize that too. Um, and then we got some Wesley Acres people that are here too. It's it is a joy. Um, I, I'm, it's a little bit sad that that Pastor Jen's not here because um, uh, you know she's a she's a Wesley Acres alum as well um, and has worked, had had a chance to work there. Uh, but I'll catch up with her later. Um, but I do want to say one thing. Thank you for your love and care for Dane and Amy Zacherson. Um, as Dane has been uh, healing, you all have sent prayers and you've uh, lifted him up and encouraged him. Um, and he wanted me to make sure he's a, uh, his, his, if you want to really send it right back, his daughter's in the back row. Um, but um, that, uh, uh, just a thank you. Thank you for continuing to care for him. He is doing very, very well. Um, uh, he's preaching for me this Sunday. Um, so he's filling in as I fill in for him. So he's doing very, very well. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the housekeeping part I'd like to share. But then I'd like to invite you to join me uh, in, in hearing the words of, uh, first, the words from Genesis, chapter 1. Oh, good. I was going to say I'd pull up my phone because that's the only Bible I have right now. But I'll read it off here with you guys. So, and God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let the separate, and, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome and the waters that were above the dome, and it was so. And God called the dome sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. As we uh, prepare for camp this summer, as we get ready for what it is that we're going to uplift and, and encourage our campers understand and how to help them grow. Creation care is a big part of that. How do we love the planet that God gave to us? How do we how do we recognize God's power and God's movement in the creation that's around us? And so we are going to be going through the creation story. And so um, that's part of it. The, the, our today's theme that we're sharing in worship 
is one of our themes, the theme of the being refreshed by the waters. Um, but throughout that, we also take other scriptures um, and, and help us to better understand what the gift of water was, what the gift of the separation of the waters was. And so um, our second reading is from the Gospel of John, and it invites us into a, an encounter between Jesus uh, who is uh, willing, always willing to be in the weird places in the world, always willing to be in those places apart, always willing to stand uh, when people think he should sit or sit when people think he should stand. And Jesus is there. So Jesus finds himself in this place at the well uh, in the middle of a town where he doesn't belong. Um, and uh, or at least people think that. And here's, here's uh, the hearing of that story. But he had gone through Samaria he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the, the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Joseph Joseph's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share these things in common with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was that was saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do, you get, where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks to drink from it? He said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Join me in attitude of prayer. God, we have gathered here and we have already been refreshed. We've already been encouraged. We've already begun to experience what it is to be a connected to your vine, connected to you, the living water, to have that spring flowing within us. We thank you for the gift that is to come and worship together and experience your love and your hope together. Be with us again as we dig into your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be not only acceptable to you, but bring glory and hope to the world. In your name we pray. Amen. So at camp, there's a lot of water. I mean, right now, there's a lot of water at camp. Um, I don't know how it is at all the other sites, but I have had to leave my other job to go and get water from out of the basement or out of twice or three times already because there's water flowing into my basement. Um, and so, so there's a lot of water at camp, but always, and our camp experiences, water balloon games, yes. You know, playing a, having a counselor be like, hey, this will be really fun, grabbing a hose and playing, let's play limbo under a hose, right? Like, that's really their, only their excuse to just spray you. That's really, don't, don't fall for it. But it, it's fun, but don't fall for it. Um, 
But playing in the pool, canoeing and kayaking, or sailing on the on the lake, or or going down and splashing in the the down by the creek at at Storm Mountain and getting all wet and, and fun in the middle of that of that experience on the in the middle of that valley. The, water is central. Water is a is a big deal. But I want you to to think about a, a time. Think about an experience that you've had where you got to go on a new adventure, something you weren't really great at yet, something you really didn't understand, um, but you were excited to try something new. Uh, maybe you had never gone on an all-day hike. And so at Storm Mountain, you get to go, you're like, okay, on, on Tuesday, we're going to head up and we're going to make it go all the way up to Storm Mountain, and then we'll come back down. Uh, and it'll be fun. And we'll, we'll get you all prepared. Or maybe you're, you went to, to Lake Ponset and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that thing is a sailboat. Yeah, the, the wind pushes it. Yes, you're going to go across the water on that thing. No, you don't get paddles or a motor. No, you'll get it. Or maybe at West the Acres, it's that end of the end of the week trip that you get to take your canoes and kayaks and go all the way down to the lake. You get to go for an all-day trip all the way down to the lake. And you're, you're prepared. That the, you know that they're going to get you ready. They get you ready for that for the trip. They tell you all the safety things. They tell you all the, hey, this is a good idea. This is a bad idea. And they get you all ready in there, and you find out who your partner is going to be. You find out who's going to be working with you and, 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 and doing this with you. And then you head out, and you and loving it. You are you're not doing it perfectly, right? You're off ahead or you're falling behind in the, on the, uh, from the other group or, but, but, but you're making it. And there's, there's always a, a counselors and, and other people that are encouraging you along the way. And after all day, you finally are about to reach your destination. You're finally there. Like, yes, we've done it. You've had these great conversations with your partners. You've met new people, met new friends, people that you didn't like, you sort of knew, knew who they were, and you're like, ah, I'm, I want to get to know that person better. I want to get to know them. And you do. You get to know them better on this trip. But it's all foggy. It's all kind of confusing. And it's, it's like your brain isn't quite working right. Because the one thing you forgot on your all-day trip, as you almost reach your destination, is your water bottle. The one thing you forgot was to bring a water bottle. And you know, it was, it was mentioned like in your cabin. It was mentioned at, at, the lunch, at breakfast that morning. It was mentioned over and over again, bring your water bottle. And you didn't remember. And you were so embarrassed, you didn't tell anyone. You didn't tell anybody. We stopped for water breaks. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Right? But now you are thirsty. And it's not that thirsty that the four-year-old kid in the bedroom across the hall from you has. So, Mama, I'm thirsty. And they don't really need a drink because in two minutes they're going to go to the bathroom. They're not thirsty. But you're thirsty like it's dangerous. You're thirsty like you might be in trouble. You're thirsty like you're not really sweating anymore. You're thirsty. That's the thirst we're talking about today. That's the thirst that Jesus is, is talking about today in his story. That's the thirst that, the, that Jesus, his disciples on their long walk in the heat, in the heat of the day, that's the thirst that the, the woman at the well who, who has a different kind of thirst but still a thirst that, that brought her to the well in the middle of the day in the middle of the heat to come and draw water, not in the crowds, not with others, that's the thirst, that da- almost dangerous thirst. Now, I'll tell you, as somebody who's been in every level of camp, I've been a, a, a family camper in my mama's arms, I've been, I've been a, a, a in camper that the counselors are like, oh, Lint's here again. I've been that camper. I've been, I've also been a counselor. I've also been a volunteer leader. I've also been the direct, when one of the directors at camp. And I'll tell you that the, the likelihood of the story I just shared with you is not high. 
Because every time we go on a trip, the counselors also have a safety checklist. And they are told, bring extra water. Bring extra bottles of water. And so that counselor that was checking in to see, and, and on the second stop, when you said, no, I'm good, I'm good, they pulled out the water bottle. And they were ready for you. When you were, when you were nervous as you were, and, and you didn't want anybody to see that you didn't have your water bottle, they snuck it to you and said, here, here you go, here you go, here you go. I brought this just for you. I knew someone would need it. At camp, it is about reaching and meeting those needs. Reaching into people's lives and meeting those needs. And our counselors and our, and our, and our volunteers are trained to love and care for people in those midst of those needs. And those physical needs are real. And some kids come because they have such deep physical needs, such significant physical needs. And they come and they find out that God's already there waiting for them and saying, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to make sure you have what you need to drink. I'm here, sure, here to make sure you have good food to eat. I'm here to make sure you have a safe place to sleep. I'm here to make sure that your physical safety is taken care of. And our camps, uh, our camps in both Minnesota and North Dakota and South Dakota, all three of those sites are ACA accredited. And that means we care about your safety. If you come out and are guests at our camps, we care about your safety and we're going to watch out for it. And physical safety is a part of that. And part of that is what Jesus was asking for. Meet my physical needs. Meet my physical needs. The water that God separated from the, the, the dome, on the top of the dome and the bottom of the dome is now separated from my mouth, and I need some unseparated. Put it in my mouth. I need some water, right? I came to the well because I'm thirsty. But Jesus highlights something else. At a place apart, at a place where you have oftentimes separated yourself on purpose, right? At a, a, you've, you're at home or at your your, your, your own hometown or your school or your normal group of friends, you often feel judged. You often feel held back. You often feel reminded of all your mistakes. Like, oh, you're not good enough. You don't belong here. We don't really want you. And you're often told, go away or made to feel like you should go away. Or your head starts to say, they don't want me here, whether they say it or not. And at camp, that place apart Jesus is already there sitting at the well waiting for you. At that place apart, Jesus is already there and you come and Jesus says, I am so glad you're here. The campers that have been here before say, I'm so glad you're here. The, 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 the counselors or the, the volunteers, they say, I'm so glad you're here. We were waiting for you and we know your name already. We already know stuff about you. When we meet Jesus at those places apart, however it is, if it's in those quiet times around the campfire or, or that those devotions before bed or, we, or in the middle of a high-energy worship song and you meet Christ at, at camp, you are reminded how much God knows you and loves you. The, the next part of this, the story of the woman at the well is Jesus telling her everything about her. I know everything about you and I love you. I know you and I love you. I know, yeah, you think you're not worthy of talking to me and I love you. That is what camp is for so many people. So many people that have felt like they did not belong anywhere else. So many people that felt like they, they didn't live up to someone's expectations. So many times that people feel like, nope, no, no, no. And Jesus just looks on us. And Jesus opens up arms and says, yes, yes, yes in me, yes in me. One of the things that we really work on 
at camp is this, this idea that we are building community and we are, we are teaching ourselves, all of our staff and all of us, ourselves, and we're teaching campers and guests what real community can be like, what that real love of Christ flowing through us can feel like, and, and what it can mean uh, to have somebody accept you and, and, and encourage you. And we teach what it can be like to be that person in the world. The, the woman at the well then leaves after she's heard all of her own story. She leaves and goes to tell the others, the same ones she was hiding from, the same ones she was saying, I'm not good enough to hang out with them. She goes and says, hey, guess what? I met someone who's gonna, who knew everything about me and is going to know and love you. Come and meet Jesus. That's a big part of what we do. When, you, when, when your campers or your volunteers leave from this church and they come to, to, they come to Wesley Acres or Lake Ponset or Storm Mountain or they go over to Coronas or they go over to uh, uh, Northern Pines or they go up and they take an exclusive little trip through the boundary waters with Kowakin. If they go, they come back to you to tell you about Jesus to tell you about the Christ that they met, to say, hey, I met somebody, I understood something differently, and I now know God better in a different, new and better way. I want you to experience it too. And they come back here and they, they, they share what they've learned and they, they, they build up this congregation. They, they, they help lead this congregation. They, they inspire this congregation. As, as they come back to you, they are changed and they are different. So we encourage our campers to see each other, to really see each other, to see what makes that person unique and great. Now one, let me tell you, I really was that guy. I, don't, I know a lot of people make, make up stuff, but I really was that camper that every counselor was like, oh, is he in my cabin again? Really? Is he in my cabin? Oh, now, there were some cool things about Paul Lint, too. But for the most part, I was just annoying. For the most part, I was just frustrating, right? I, would, I made up the new lyrics to all the songs because the songs that they sang, well, they needed to be about Thanksgiving dinner or whatever else I thought was cool, right? Like, I mean, whatever it was. I, I, I had my own thing. And the counselors always were like, okay, what's he going to do next, okay? But I want to tell you about a, a time that's not about me. One of my friends, uh, well, now I will absolutely claim him as a friend. He came to camp and his sole goal in life was to challenge everyone else. His sole goal in life was to challenge your thoughts about, I don't care what it was. If you said something, he had an opposing view. That was his goal. He was, he was a debater in fifth grade. He was, he was that kind of person who I always have, an, I always know more than you, and I'm when I let you know how much more I know than you. And he was annoying. Even to the annoying camper, he was annoying. And we were like, by the second day, we we're like trying to figure out ways for us to leave him out and not have him be a part of what we do. Like, as, as the, the, I was in his cabin, and I'm like, how do we not spend time with this camper? And it was, and it was some, somewhere around the third day where we had actually excluded him on one or two things that day. And the counselor pulled us aside and he said, camp is for him too. He's here. He's growing. He's learning. Camp is for him too. How are we going to love him in such a way that we are changed and that he is changed? How are we going to meet him at the well and help him to know that we love him even spite of, in spite of the things that we find annoying? We're going to love him because of who he really is. 
And, and on the, that third day, we were like, are you kidding? We, are you kidding? You don't want us to do that, really? But by halfway through the fourth day, we got it. And Ben was part of our group. Ben, we were now defending Ben. We were now encouraging Ben. We were now part of Ben's crew. Ben got to take the lead. We reminded him, hey, you know stuff about this. Why don't you talk first? And we found ways to encourage and inspire and to, to, to let him be a part of our group in a way that inspired us and inspired others. That's what God did. That's what Jesus did with that woman at the well. That woman at the well who thought she shouldn't be there, shouldn't be, shouldn't be cared about, that thought meeting, that going to the well in the middle of the day when no one else will be there was a good idea, who thought, oh, well, I've had several husbands, therefore I'm not good enough. She, she was told, I know you and I know what you can do. Go and tell others. Go and be my mouth. Be my hands. Be my feet. Go and share the good news of what you've learned today. Because what we have to offer, what we as the church, the body of Christ have to offer is something that really will make it so our thirst is different. That our thirst has changed. That yes, we'll, we, we'll probably still have to drink the eight glasses of water every day or whatever your doctor tells you to do. I don't remember to do it unless it has coffee in it. But, but the, the reality is that the thirst will change and you will start to long for other people to be filled. You will long for other people to be encouraged. And your thirst will become less important. What has You will, be, will recognize that God's already filling you and using you. And now you're going to be looking around saying, how can God be inspiring over there? How can God move people over there? I cannot wait to see what happens out of Watertown first. I can't wait to see what God is doing through this well, through this space, change the world. I'm, I'm excited to see you all at camp. Whether it's, it's pictures of you at Lake Ponset, pictures of you at the other sites, pictures of you uh, are at my own site coming up and climbing our rock wall, uh, coming down our zip line, whatever it is to come in to be, to experience what God has to offer at camp, to experience our well, our place where God really is waiting for you. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see you. May God bless you and your congregation in all that you do, and may God continue to inspire and encourage campers through your church. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.